Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch hand co-host, Calderness. This is episode 287. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. <laughs> Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. They had some pretty good Black Friday sales. Uh, X-Men whole, the latest X-Men set was 100 bucks for a brick. Pretty solid, especially for a big booster set. Anyways, cutting back to it, joining me in the studio this week, as always, for mostly as always, is my good co-host, Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? You know, Calder, they say you are what you eat. Yep. So after this last week, uh, I'm a nightmare. Jeez. How, how... <laughs> So, that brings right into what made us happy this week. How was your Thanksgiving, Simeon? Or did that... My Thanksgiving was actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So, between, like, friends, family, and uh, more family, I actually participated in three Thanksgiving meals this year. Wow. And, boy, oh, boy, I am full. Right on. That's did all I can... Did you take home yeah. any of the, uh, the scraps, or they just feed you under the table each time? <laughs> I, you know, I didn't even ask, because yeah. I just, I was like, couldn't even look at food when I left each time. I was just like, I oh, don't sure. even want to smell sure. that in the vehicle with me. Oh, yeah. So. Is that what made you happy this week, or is it something else? Yeah, that was, uh, awesome. it was cool seeing family, and family I haven't seen in a long time, and family I see, like, fairly rarely, and stuff like that, nice. so it was pretty nice. That is dope. Well, Thanksgiving is always a good time of year. You sit around and eat, and then you get to do it all again a month later for Christmas. And then you sit around and eat a whole bunch of food. Not nearly as much food, though, it seems. We don't totally go crazy ham-wild, if you will. But I love Thanksgiving. I Just demolishing pies, that's that's probably my favorite part. It wasn't necessarily what made me happiest this week. I really did enjoy Thanksgiving. But uh, just yesterday, uh, local wrestling promotion Midwest All Pro had their uh, kind of their Thanksgiving bash it really wasn't themed um but i love uh professional wrestling in quotation marks uh when it's local guys so it's kind of like amateur wrestling but not really because they still they they do their best you know you know you can you can tell if the moves are botched more sure but man it's it's honestly more fun to watch than like raw smackdown like anything because it just has such a like a, a great vibe to it so two matches i specifically loved um, one was the Funhouse match. So, you know, clowns and wrestling, rich history of clowns and wrestling. We have a local guy, Giggles the Clown, because what else would he be called? Uh, and they were doing a Funhouse match against actual WWE former superstar Eugene. And it's pretty awesome. They did two colored balloons in each corner. And the first person to pop the opponent's balloons would be the winner of the match. And I was so... By the way, like, there was already, like, an hour of wrestling before these last two matches. And these last two matches, like, just took, like, 20, 30 minutes each. It was amazing. Um, so, really, I was getting hyped up for it. Because a couple of matches were, like, guys I didn't really care about. You kind of see the local dudes. You're like, yeah, I know you're going to lose. Kind of sucks, but you can do a flip or whatever. So, that's kind of cool. You know, like, but finally, this is Funhouse match. 
I'm trying to stay on topic here, and I'm trying to keep it short. It was awesome because you saw the clown walk around the ring to prepare for the match. He was setting up his stupid little, like, the stringy spray and, like, these little – he has these little grabber pincher hands, which he grabbed, you know, his his crotchal area. We'll try to keep it somewhat PG with, like, the pinchers. Obviously not really, but it was hilarious. It was just so good. Um, To pop the balloons, Eugene, like – put it between his legs, you know, and did like a tombstone drop on the balloon to make it pop. It was, oh, it's so good. It was so good. Oh my gosh. Finally, Eugene was up like three balloons, right? Yeah. Giggles only had two balloons popped. He had three popped. He needed one more to get it. Giggles brings out a a pie, you know, basically a whipped cream in a tin. It's not a real pie or whatever. And the lady ref is like trying to be like, hey, you can't bring that in here. And like, as he goes to throw it at Eugene, uh, Eugene ducks and he just pounds the chick in the face with it and it's like that was gold it was just like he had written comedy gold like this entire match balloons were of course filled with confetti so each pop was just ridiculous it was amazing uh after he smacks like the radio left in the uh, lady ref in the face i guess i can just call her ref uh she just walks up and just stabs uh giggles last balloon to end the match she was oh it was great like i love the i love the ref involvement she's like no this is done boom pops it and he's like hey is is that allowed and she was like, I don't care. And she, like, raised Eugene's hand. <laughs> it, was, it was just so uh, comedy at its finest. I truly, truly loved it. And it was apparently the first time doing this, like, funhouse match, which is just ridiculous. After the match was over, though, um, Giggles had this big inflatable penguin thing. And then Eugene, like, did wrestling moves on that. It was, like, stomping its head. And it's like, obviously, it's an inflatable penguin. But Giggles was, like, you know, selling it. Like, no, whatever. It was pretty good. Uh, last match was a down and dirty match, which is basically it was Dirty Jeff versus Lucky Lund. Dirty Jeff is quickly becoming my all-time favorite local wrestler because he's awesome. Because uh, <laughs> if your name's Dirty Jeff and you actually have a move that's Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, it's just kind of like you got to be my new favorite, dude. I love it too much. They had bags of trash. They literally just like threw trash cans at each other, chair shots, PVC pipes, uh, toilet paper, plungers. It was great. Dirty Jeff at one point in time reaches in his pocket yells pocket sand and then throws it at his face <laughs> a good king of the hill pocket sand reference and i was sold anyways wasted like oh, yeah, three the minutes. old dale gribble the old dale gribble man uh so we wasted like three minutes talking about wrestling sorry about that guys but it seriously made me so happy uh that driving home through the, like the snowstorm it took me an hour and a half which is normally like a 40 minute drive to get back i was like i could die in the snow right now and i could be i think i'd be pretty happy because that was some pretty sick wrestling i just watched you know, only in local wrestling does someone get pocket sand and Kamehameha in the same night. So, I mean, it's a win-win. Anyways, moving on, we are starting a brand new series uh, for new players of the podcast. This is going to be episode one. We're going to still have the rest of the podcast later, so we're going to just jump into the new player kind of guide step-by-step on how to get into the game of hero clicks and then we are going to go do news and the rest of the podcast later if you want to skip uh this is just we're doing it right away because if you've already listened to the podcast you kind of already got your footing and already started you don't need to listen to all this so we're going to have a timestamp for when the news section starts and you can listen to the rest of the podcast that way uh so without further ado we bring you episode one of new clicks on the block so you screwed up you know what you did was wrong. The question is, how are you going to make things right? Maybe you were trying to be cool. You take it from a guy who's been frozen for 65 years. The only way to really be cool is to follow the rules. 
and follow the rules you shall. In the very first episode, uh, we're going to talk about, so you know what Heroclix is. How do we get started? From the most basic, basic of starts, from the humblest of beginnings, Simeon, you want to go ahead and give us step one on getting started in the game by WizKids so of Heroclix. Step, step one in your Heroclix journey, um, you need to find a place to play. So whether it's at home with friends or family, or if you're going to go out and about and find a shop, the best way to like find a place to play is using the win system. Um, one of the best ways, I should say, to find a place to play. Uh, so if you go to your old Google engine search box, type in the bar area. If you type in... Uh, HeroClix Win System, it'll pop up the Win System. And from there, you can search stores that use the Win System, which I think is most, almost every venue I've ever been to uses the Win System. You'll find uh, events, like tournaments and stuff like that. But it's a great way to find the closest store to you is jumping on there. Fantastic. I'm going to provide a little bit of a different take on it because for the longest time, uh, I never actually had a venue, so this wasn't my step one. And the way to, that I used to find a local shop was through Facebook because they didn't have an account on the win. And a lot of the times when I would sometimes use the win, and this is like five years ago. Okay, it's like seven years ago. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> they um they wouldn't have shops show up. Or the shops would be old. It would be kind of outdated sometimes. Uh, it's pretty much up to date nowadays. Uh, but also shops that played HeroClix and didn't use the win. So I normally type in the city I'm going to and followed quickly by HeroClix Group or HeroClix of or whatever. And that is how I found uh, the Who's Hobby in Rapid City, which is my first venue I ever went to for HeroClix. They put nothing on the win, absolutely none of it. But they still ran Clix events every single week. So I, I just found them by using Facebook. If you have a Facebook, I think it's a great resource. I put all of Sioux Falls' events on yeah, our Facebook, HeroClix of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Devin puts all of his events, Happy Little HeroClix puts all their events on the Omaha um, for Krypton on their Facebook group. So finding a Facebook group is really key because sometimes they don't get the win updated like right away for each new event each week. And instead, looking at the HeroClix group to figure out what you're going to be playing next week is huge. So uh, Facebook... Also, with the win is just the best way to find a new venue near you. And also, just like Googling game stores and stuff. Because sometimes venues have their own, like, month-long schedules on their websites for some places, which is ridiculous, I know. Crazy. All that planning for Heroclix? Insane. All right. I got a venue. I know where I can play. Now what do I do? All right. So, once you get to a venue and you... So, like, let's say they they have a Facebook group... Um, or they're on the wind system, and you get to the venue, uh, you can ask them, like, hey, what times do you guys play? Like, when do you, like, set up? What do you, like, you know, uh, figure out, like, who runs the events, stuff like that. But what you're going to need when you show up to that venue is you're going to need figures. So step two in your Heroclix journey is getting some figures to play with. All right. So my what suggestion... Do you, what do you recommend? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I've got we've got a couple suggestions here, but um, my suggestion is always that uh, there's there's starters that'll come with like a map and figures and dice sometimes, and sometimes you'll even get like a rule book and stuff like that. So keep an eye out for those. You might get a new one, you might grab an old one, 
Um, but those are always a decent way to get started. Uh, my second suggestion, and this is how I did it, was I went and bought a, when I very first started, I went and bought a common, common uncommon, and rare, which is one of each figure and each of those rarities from the Wolverine and the X-Men set, because Wolverine is one of my favorite characters, and X-Men is one of my favorite teams. So that would be my suggestion. Get figures from sets that you really like, and find uh, like teams that you really like in the comics, or whatever brought you to Heroclix, and then just build from there. All right, so sort of a side tangent, really quick. Wolverine's your favorite because you're also short and hairy? Just assume. I'm just going to yes. make that assumption. Okay. Uh, second and of I all, have bone claws. Oh, wow. I've never... Wow, only Samir, I didn't broken. know that. You should have put that on your resume. Jeez. I mean, that would have yeah. just made the it's only hiring if, like, process much It's faster. only if my regular bones are broken, then they become real sharp, and I can slash people with them. Ugh. That seems uh, incredibly painful for both <laughs> you and them. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so getting figures is, is huge. What I did, I didn't get a uh, curse set. Uh, when I got figures, I went to Cool Stuff Inc. and actually a few other miniature sites because that was the way it be sometimes. And I just went and I bought like whatever, also using HC Realms, whatever Captain America I thought was cool. Uh, Black Friday was huge because you could get a bunch of singles for relatively cheap. So I know it's already come and gone, but also just wait for sales for singles. Or if you think they're cheap enough, you know, 50, 40 cents, whatever, uh, that's fine too. But I just bought a ton of Captain Americas because when I got into the game, the Iron Man 3 set was out. The uh, Avengers set was out. I'm like, I have too many Iron Men. Why don't I just have this many? I only have one Captain America from that starter set. This is wrong. So I went out, and now I have every Captain America uh, the way it should be. So buy, like, all of your favorite characters. That's what I did. I didn't even care. I bought a bunch of stuff that wasn't modern. Why? Doesn't matter. Hammer Thor Captain America is still amazing. So just buy figures you like. They don't have to be good figures. They don't even have to be current figures if your venue plays a lot of Golden Age or even if you just want to play for fun, which is what this game is about. Buy your favorite character. There's no reason that just because I came in during the game when Black Panther and Illuminati was out, I don't have to play with Namor and Black Bolt if I don't want to. I can play with whoever I want. I just got to you know do a little bit of legwork. You know, I don't have to play with what's always current. I need to play with what's fun. So find your personal favorite characters, your favorite teams. Uh, I've like built a team and I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy each of these because they're from this comic book and this is the only version of them that exists. And then they'll get clicks a month later, which is still cool. And they're better that way. So buy the best figures, the worst figures, whatever. Buy the ones that you want to play, the teams you want to play, the stuff you enjoy. Uh, besides the starter, getting the most current one and getting maps is huge. You'll need action tokens. If you buy a action token pack, that's really cool. I Right now, as they're recording this, the I think the latest starter that has the real pack and everything is the EarthX starter. I might be wrong. I don't know if the Star Trek one had one or not. Uh, but the EarthX starter has two really good maps, uh, some cool figures, plus the current rulebook, uh, as up-to-date as it gets. And then they also have really cool action tokens. If you like EarthX, action tokens and dice are really dope. Uh, but there's tons of action token and dice. There's tons of people, Big Bully Gaming, all that stuff that make action tokens and dice for you to get. And also fish beads and generic poker chips. I had Cabela's poker chips for the longest time. It's just what I used because those are the first poker chips I ever bought. So just you need action tokens. They're not the most readily available thing for playing the game, but you physically need them to play the game <laughs> to mark your figures. That is always huge. I also recommend getting a line of fire tool. I didn't have it for the longest time because for the majority of the time, line of fire is pretty easy to find. It's only when it gets really hairy and you're like, man, I think it'd be really cool to make this shot, but... 
Physically, I don't know. I have a Army Painter line of fire tool. It's the Laser Pointer one. It's 10 bucks, which is kind of feels a little bit spendy, but you're literally using it every single time you play, multiple times a day. So I like getting a line of fire tool. And then if you even get past that, besides just figures, uh, a clicks tray, you don't need to. I used my hat for the longest time. Like, it's really not that necessary. But Trollworks, along with Jeremiah Peterson and several other people, make really cool clicks trays if you're playing humongous teams and you need them to uh, carry your team around. And you can go more into that, too. I kind of spewed off from figures. Uh, but Yeah, so for what I what I use is uh, when I first started, um, I had a tackle box that I kept all my figures in. Tackle boxes work great. Uh, so do toolboxes. They can fit a lot of figures. They can fit your action tokens, your dice. And that's what I've currently done is I have a bunch of stackable um, toolboxes. Or not really toolboxes, but just like tool carriers. And... Uh, yeah, so you um, grabbing one of those, you can actually, if you're careful enough, you can actually balance most of your stuff on top of one of those and use that to carry them as well. Right. If you don't want to get too invested too fast. But I bye, think that's bye, a good bye. way to um, get, uh, get started. Um, also, while you're at a new venue, a lot of times they'll have common, uncommon, uh, maybe even a couple like rares that they have just laying around that they don't want anymore. Um, if you like mention that you're a new player, a lot of times, in my experience, people will offer to bring like other stuff, or they'll be willing to trade you or sell you some stuff for like cheaper than what you would get online. So uh, keep an eye out for that at venues as well. Right on. And yeah, yeah, comments and comments are obviously the cheapest. Cheapest and easiest way to get into it. I also use uh, these, like, DeWalt boxes or whatever they are. They're, they're yellow and black. I'm kind of assuming they're DeWalt at this point. I honestly don't remember that they clip together. So I could physically stack them to the heavens because they just keep clipping together. And I use these to keep figures that are just old, whatever, from other sets. Those are just great for overall storage. And now I have these bigger, like, they're not tubware containers, but, like, little storage containers that I use to put complete sets in. Uh, and how you organize is obviously totally up to you. I used to have deck boxes because I thought, yeah, the cards, they go in a deck box. So I used to, just used to have like all these millions of little deck boxes for like different subsets of the box. So I would put the figures in the box and then I would say, these are the figures that are in this container of the box, number one or whatever. Those, all those cards would go in that deck box and so on and so forth. And now I, uh, there's also card books with the card sleeves and stuff you can put them in i don't think you necessarily need those for hero clicks likewise like less is more and i think those take up too much room for like what hero clicks cards like they're not like display pieces they're just like information yeah. whatever like the 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 figure is the display like that's the cool part the sculpt is awesome the card itself is not the thing you really want to display so i just i used a, a binder board. for a long time and yeah. i will suggest everyone doesn't do that yeah. and instead you just get like a deck box and like if you got a full set like of like let's say you've got a full set of earth x and you put all your cards in one like card box for earth x if you need to pull one out you just put them in like set number from one to the highest of the set yeah. goes and you just uh flip through them until you find the right one and until you get that many you can just keep them all in the same box that way you know where they're all at so i will also recommend you not getting card sleeves right away that's what i did i was like i only have like 15 20 something hero clicks get them all card sleeves 
And then after a while, you'll get so many, you're not going to sleeve every card. Ridiculous. What a, what a fool's errand that turned out to be, getting a card sleeve for everything. They're still cool. Like, if you have a couple of cards that you really want to put in card sleeves, or, like, this is my team for the week, put them all in one card sleeve, absolutely, but those aren't necessary to starting the game. We got organization, finding a venue, getting figures. What else? I think that's it for this week. I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's. A good I think way we'll to we'll move into uh, like how to find good deals and getting started like trading and stuff in later episodes. Absolutely. Uh, I think next episode we should probably cover the basics of gameplay. That sounds fantastic. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in to the first episode of New Clicks on the Block. That's what we're calling it. No ifs, buts, or ands about it. And now we can go ahead and move on to the rest of the show. Hey, so you skipped forward in time, huh? For everybody else that listened to the full thing, that's going to sound weird, but you skipped to right now. Well, without further ado, let's get into the news. News this week, I was ex- really super excited about it because I've been waiting for these dials, dials specifically, <clears throat> for a very long time, ever since we saw the figures. We got the spoilacious spoilers of the Green Lantern OP kit. Woo, yeah, that's Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, and John Stewart. Kyle Rayner is rocking the new sculpt this time around with a very lame. See, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want to pull it. This is a terrible new sculpt. It's why waste it on Kyle too, the worst Green Lantern, you know? Like, Come on. <laughs> Just in in this dial wise, he isn't the worst. John Stewart definitely is, but overall, we all know Kyle's terrible. Uh, and it's so bad. It's just like him standing there, one hand kinda like, Whoa bro, don't come near me, bro, I got this and then one's like kinda reared up. Got this power ring, bro, I'm gonna blast you with it, dude. I'm from the nineties, I got this cool mask and this new edgy uh, new edgy outfit. Look at me, aren't I cool? I'm a I'm a painter. That means I got a good imagination. Shut up, Kyle. Anyways, <laughs> I think he was an architect, or was that John? No, John John was definitely the architect. Slash okay. sniper, yeah, who doesn't know how to snipe until his last two clicks of his dial. Jeez. Anyway. Yeah, he was like, you know, I could design a really good tower to snipe people that's from, because right. those are my two skill sets. That's, that's basically it. Um, and the, the employer was just like, I'm sorry, I think I'm going to hire someone else. I would. I absolutely would. Starting us off, though, I'll go first because he's the best. Let's be real. Who, who are you calling number two? Uh, Guy Gadner. Brook, Brooklyn's. Boston's finest. Boston, Massachusetts. Guy Gadner. Guy Gardner clocks in at 75 points. He has one trait, which they all share, which is the Green Lantern sector of 2,814 or 2,814. However, they, however you say it. Phasing teleport, when Guy Gardner uses it, he may carry friendly characters with flight if they share a keyword with him. So they all have traded phasing, which is pretty neat. And they all have the Green Lantern on guard team ability, which only lets them carry uh, eight characters. And now he can at least finally, finally, they can ignore the speed symbols. So that's pretty cool. It makes all of them a good taxi. Now, there's going to be still a negative three. It's going to cap at three. Thank goodness, because of the rule of three. So Guy Gardner can turn one, carry out eight squares, carry up eight people, which is pretty cool. That's what they all can do, turn one. Phasing teleport. How neat is that? That's pretty neat. Moving into the dial, he starts off with charge, quake, invulnerability, and a nice four damage. He's flight, indom, six range. 
Uh, pretty amazing. Those are it for his special symbols. He has charge for the first three clicks. Quake for his first three clicks. Invol for his first two. After his very first click, he rolls onto a special damage power for three clicks, and then Battle Fury on his last two. His damage power is who you call in number two, close combat expert with giant reach three. This is that big boxing glove, the huge baseball bat, whatever, going to come around, punch you in the face, which is great. He has it for with three damage, giant reach three, especially with charge. If you're just going to do a normal charge quake, giant reach three, or a close combat expert, he doesn't even need to sidestep. He just has that crazy long reach. On his last three clicks, though, he really gets mad. Uh, last two, he has battle fury, but on his last three, he has a special speed power, charge, sidestep, and flurry. Uh, which is I'll make dad proud. Guy Gardner does not have a great relationship with his father. If you if you ever read the comics and learn more about Guy's past, not a good person. So Charge Flurry uh, sidestep is pretty amazing. He's just going all out. I like that his defense drops all the way to 15, gets some combat reflexes, gets some toughness, down dial. I just, I really appreciate this guy Gardner. He really gets angry. He really gets going. You know, damage never drops below three. Attack never drops below 10. He's got close combat expert. He's got some good reducers. For 75 points, he is very solid. I think he's a really fun, casual, just good guy gardener. He obviously has like a very standard just chilling there for the bus pose with his uh, War of Light uh, clip thing that he has for putting a construct in. But overall, you know, this isn't the five-year return to hero clicks that I wanted to have for Guy Gardner. But you know what? I'll take it. I just need a new figure to play. Who is, I think for the point value... You know, pretty good compared to the last one we got. That was 120 points. Like, like kind of the full square charge that he could have. I think it was pretty darn oh, yeah. amazing. Like, this one is pretty good substitute for being cheaper points and then having the still the same flow of a Guy Gardner. I really like it. I think he's cool. As a Guy Gardner fan, I uh, I could see, you know, I obviously want to be more powerful, but this is a really great dial for right now. It makes me want to go out, which is the best part. It makes you want to go out and win this figure specifically, which is what these kits should make you want to do. So that's awesome. So I think that I count that as a win. Yeah, he has he is the fastest and has like the highest damage out of these three as oh, well. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, but all of them suffer from what I have. Me and my scientific-minded friends have called uh, DC defense syndrome, Ooh, yeah. which is where they don't understand what the difference between Marvel and DC is, and so DC characters have lower defenses by at least one for the same points almost always. Um, so I'm going to talk about, since uh, John Stewart is kind of a huge letdown, he's got some interesting stuff, but mostly a huge letdown is what I will say. I'm going to talk about Kyle Rayner. Um, he comes in, he's the only one that has two point values, so he can be played at 125 points, which will get you two clicks more than if you play him at 75. So you're paying a 25 point differential for each extra click if you want to play him at top dial uh, but at 125 what you're going to get is uh, special defense power top dial which is defend invulnerability and protected outwit and that's with an 18 defense so if you're running a team and he's carrying them all because he's got the same trait where he can carry flyers and he can carry eight because he's got the team ability he's also going to give them all an 18 defense so that's pretty neat. Um, he can target through characters. His keywords are Green Lantern Core, uh, Justice League, New Guardians, and Cosmic. So he does have uh, the, the big C for the for non-named theme teams. Um, 
Other than that, uh, top dial, he starts with running shot Pensai, 11 attack, 3 damage. He's got perplex those first two clicks. He's got two targets, 7 range. His attack goes down one, and his speed goes down one on click two. So he's a 9 for 10, still rocking the 3 damage. If you start him off at 75 points, then instead of Pensai, you've got a little energy explosion. Um, 8 speed running shot energy explosion with super senses instead of that neat defend invuln power um, and he's also got enhancement so he can help out your team a little bit with that too and the great thing about this guy is he can shoot at people even when if he's surrounded by the people that he carried because he can target through characters so he can just shoot through his friendly characters at opposing guys and doesn't really have to get right into the battle so he gets to stick back and hope that his 18 defend gets used well he does have one special attack power at the end of his dial, which is stop. It's a stop click on attack power. So it says, sacrifice for Oa, stop, pulse wave. When Kyle Rayner uses it, you may choose not to have his range. If you do, the targeted two, if he you do, and he targeted two or more characters, hit characters are dealt three damage instead of one. After resolutions, KO Kyle Rayner. So that's kind of a neat power. Um, I like it. I don't it's... think <laughs> I don't think it's competitive, but I I think the fact that you you've got perplex on that click as well, you can have a twelve attack, pulse waving, seven range, and doing three damage to everyone yeah. in that range. That's worth a KO, especially oh, since sure. he's already on his last click. Dude, it's literally so. I'm gonna blow myself up and act like I don't know nobody. Like that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'd like to play this piece with. Uh, the tangent green lantern who can bring people back on Ooh. any click that they were on for like yeah. one turn and so you just bring them back on that click and pulse like you know you'd have to have a square where someone died but that's not too hard if you're playing around with like a uh, pog generators and stuff yeah so you, you just pop tile like, back yeah and you're like here opponent here's <laughs> he already died once here's another 75 points because <laughs> i wanted to pulse wave you again Worth it. So as long as you don't uh, lose the game, then you win. That's how that works. And at least in coolness, you're up. The coolness points are there for you, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just cool. It's, just, it's a cool power. Um, I know Chris might listen to this. He's a big John Stewart fan, so I'm going to mention him. He's terrible. All right, uh, moving on. Next in the podcast, he has soldier keyword. So he, he does have soldier keyword. I did forget. Uh, Guy Yarner has warrior, brute, Justice League, and Justice League International for his keywords. All uh, perfectly fitting keywords. If they ever make a Guy Yarner without the warrior keyword, I'll probably be really mad. All right, moving right along though. That is that is seriously it for news this week, guys. To the community Tuesdays. Qu- uh, sorry, community Tuesdays question. Excuse me. There are dozens of us. Dozens. There are indeed, like, dozens. Now, this week's question was, what, Simeon? Ooh, do you have it pulled up? Do you, do you, do you, do you? This week's question was, what are you thankful for in your hero clicks life? All right, do you have an answer for us? Your personal answer? Uh, you know, like, I'm, I'm thankful for a lot. I'm thankful that I live in a town with uh, so many venues to choose from that I can play multiple nights a week. Um, if I like miss one night, then it's, you know, I can pick up a different night. It used to be where if I missed like 
you know, I missed Thursday, and I was like, well, you get to wait till next Thursday, and then something came up that Thursday, and it's like, well, you just don't get to play this month. Um, right. So I'm, I'm really happy that uh, I've got that going on, um, and just like the amount of quality stuff that WizKids has been pumping out lately. It's pretty cool. Right on. I'm thankful that we're getting a best set of 2020 uh, right away next year. I'm very thankful for the Captain America and the Avengers set. And in reality, I'm very thankful for the podcast and the opportunity I was given to be in charge of it and the opportunity way back years ago when I first got to even be on the show at all. So I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful to everybody that listens and shows their support. That is just amazing to me. I think it's awesome. I'm also very thankful for all the people at my venue. There's no one who I'm just like, ah. They're here this week. You know, I just, I love everybody. I think everybody's great there. So, you know, I'm really thankful just, you know, for this game, people that it brings together. It's pretty darn amazing. I'll go ahead and start us off. Vigilante Chris Kurtz on Twitter. I'm thankful that my wife lets me buy, store, and play this game. This is kind of a running theme, and I'm like, guys, come on. Come on. I don't want. I don't want to kill. But you gotta. You gotta make sacrifices when you're married. No, not for uh, HeroClix, Simeon. Yeah, sometimes your wife's like, "Hey, I'd like our children to eat this month. Can you stop buying those things?" No, I didn't think about that aspect of it. And I'll continue. Need one more Q Prime aspect of it. One more. You only need one in the first. If that in the first. Ridiculous, Simeon. What if I want to have one to let out? Right, I want one to keep in a glass box that says break in case of emergency. And then okay, one that I can keep in my pocket at all times. Read the first one on Facebook. <laughs> first one on Facebook is by someone named George J. Masu. Don't Never know who that me. is. He said, nothing. You're all thankful for me. Well, she seems like a That's real nice I'm lady. Yeah, he seems like he would, uh, like, if he could design a sculpt, he'd make it like some guy choking another guy. That seems like what I, he would I do. I hear some girls are into that sort of thing, so it makes sense that she would do that. Weird, weird personally, <laughs> in from my point of view, but hey, man, I would never, you know, I would never go there. Uh, next up on Twitter, Chance McCall, I'm thankful, this, <laughs> this got me, I'm thankful for Calder, Faust, and can't forget my man, Nick Fury. Truly three of the worst things to ever grace a hero click scene. <laughs> <laughs> Just all the Just most uh, toxic elements toxic of hero elements of Heroclix, uh, all in one. <laughs> Tristan Campos says, The Orville, personally and currently. Also, me and my dad's goofy 1,000-point turkey game on Thanksgiving. A little more explanation. We played the turkeys of pieces of the year, a.k.a. the goofy stuff of the year as our teams, and every year gets wacky as an episode of the Looney Tunes. Nice. Which would make awesome clicks, too, by the way. Anywho, have a wonderful Thanksgiving, both of you, and all the best. Much love. Right on. So we got some love for the Orville. Yeah, some Orville love. Very awesome. Michael Fedor says, I'm thankful for the experiences playing against others, memorable trips to other big venues, and for my appearances on the Married with Clicks channel. They are also people that do Hero Clicks. Check them out at Married with Clicks or YouTube.com slash Married with Clicks. Very cool people. I, yes, I, love, yes. I love them. Jason Amber are great. All right. James Craddock says, I'm thankful for my local community who are all against looking at opponents' cards. 
upcoming DC LEs who aren't Batman. This is a, a second thought. Not against. They're not against the upcoming DC LEs. Oh. So. Sure. He's also thankful for upcoming DC LEs who aren't Batman, even though there are two coming. Two the Batman. many years my Ugh. son <laughs> has been going to with me to tournaments, now in the precipice of going to college, and the upcoming Fantastic Four starter set. Finally, with some oh, exclamation points. Right on. Jedi Legend, Vigilante Jedi Legend, says, I'm thankful for this game. It has given me so many hours of enjoyment, good times with friends, old and new. I'm also proud that 17 years in, my little ones are getting into it. Right on. Pass the torch, that or the love for, for Heroclix to the younger generation. All right. Citizen Peter Marshfield says, I'm grateful the fact for the fact that I've been encouraged to check up on source materials for characters like Avengers are cool and however... Thunderbolts are so much more interesting for me. Also, wow, I feel lucky to have some amazing Black Lantern pieces like Zoom. Zoom. Have you done that a lot? I know I personally have. Like, I'll play in a hero or see a hero click set. And I'm like, I want to know what these guys do. Like, when I first saw Earth X Captain America, went out, bought, and like read the whole Earth X omnibus. I was like, oh wow, so that's what that's from. That's really cool. You know, I'm like, why is Captain America bald? Why is he wearing an American flag like that? And then I go out and read the story. Have you ever, like, done that? Seen a figure, you're like, I gotta know what they're from. They're too cool not to know. No, I read I read so many comic books that I'm way ahead of anything they could ever make in Hero oh, Clicks. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm just like, uh-huh. my knowledge is never-ending. I know stories that the writers haven't published yet. <laughs> it's a pretty yeah, yeah. over here. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, I have done it with, uh, like, Turtles and stuff. Um... I, I, know I do know Donatello's most, like, gonna die. I knew that. I knew that before yeah. he got like sledgehammered. So I, I did that with turtles, and uh, there's a lot of turtles I didn't know about. And uh, occasionally I have to do it with DC stuff because I, I didn't know who Brimstone was. Uh, clearly, a luchador. I'm pretty sure that one was Brimstone. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Citizen Tippy Toes Nuts. Goes on to say, thankful for the game in general, but more importantly, I'm thankful we are getting the world's greatest sentient quantum singularity. Well, her name is Singularity, and he has a picture of her. Uh, I don't, I don't remember uh, the news saying we're gonna get this one. Maybe in the Captain America set or something. But uh, she looks cool. She's got the whole power cosmic thing going on, all blue and the white dots all over the stars. Ooh. Uh... Hmm. Edward K says. Thankful for all the wonderful memories sitting around with my two sons and two son-in-laws playing and talking clicks, and all the great community of hero clicks I've interacted with over the 17 years. Nice. And the last one on Twitter is Danny at the Disco says he's thankful. I'm thankful for friends and the community that I've found. It truly is not about the end, but the journey and the friends we make along the way right on and that is it for twitter so you can go ahead and read the rest on facebook all right citizen anthony brown says i love that hero clicks makes me interested in learning about more characters i never really would have paid attention to before so we got a couple people that, that are thankful that, that hero clicks yeah. yeah hero clicks brought them into like more comic book knowledge or a thirst for knowledge scott johnson says i am thankful for all the people i get to meet playing this game all the players I get to talk to about team builds or even life. The fantasy football clicks leagues, 
content creators, even if life gets in the way, my local clicks group for always being there. Nice. Did not know about fantasy football clicks leagues. Nope, did not know that was a thing. I wonder how that works. That's it's interesting. Um, Jay Sanzen says, I love WizKids put into W what the love WizKids put into WWE dials. If only Star Trek could have gotten that love. Ooh. Gone but not forgotten Star Trek. Ooh. Um, what is Star Trek? It's not really gone. Ability that made them viable. Hmm. I've I've thought about it. Like if Star Trek had a team ability like even half as overpowered as the WWE <laughs> team ability, not something that was like you just can't target me because I say so. Um, if it wasn't that, then like I I don't know because that wouldn't really make sense in Star Trek since they do shoot like phasers at each other. But if it was like diplomacy, you had to initiate first contact and like I I don't know so I don't know. Sure. Anyhow. Citizen Larry Slade says he's thankful for the game reigniting his love of superheroes and HeroClix bringing his son and him together, closer together. Awesome. John Murillo says my custom figure collection. Ooh. And he didn't drop any pictures. That's what gets me. Yeah. My custom figure collection. I'm like, okay. Pixar didn't happen, dude. Come on. Come on. I've only got about three custom ones, but I'm not proud enough of them to display no, them yet. No, be proud. Uh, Chris Rizzi, no, no, last no, but no, not no, least no. on Facebook, says, Thankful that my wife lets me have this hobby. She even plays with me sometimes. Right on. Right on. That's, that's pretty nice. Sure. That's pretty nice. Everybody's got their own kind of spy. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was Community Tuesdays. We try to put – sometimes it's pretty late in the Tuesday that we actually get that question up. But nine times out of ten, if it doesn't somehow turn into a Community Wednesdays question, we go ahead and put up a Community Tuesdays question where we ask it on the old Facebook and Twitters. And you can go ahead, if you want your answer read on the show, go ahead and uh, put your answer there. Sometimes it's pretty cool. might be even a little thought-provoking of an answer, kind of like what it was this week. A little reflection on how thankful you are. And as you might have heard, some of those cool titles – where titles you can get at patreon.com uh, slash clicks. You can go ahead, check this out. Give us as low as $1 a month to however much you want a month. We are going to be reworking some of the system tiers. $3 a month is going to get you a cool sticker. $5 a month will get you one action token, which will let you slowly amass a collection, while $10 a month will get you three action tokens. Ooh, ah, that seems oddly familiar from who you may ask no one no one in particular but no matter what you give each month you will always be entered into our giveaway which i will be drawing for after this podcast and we're giving away here close every month december is going to be i'm gonna make it pretty much our biggest giveaway ever it's gonna be awesome so stay tuned for all of that moving along in community we have jedi legends tip of the week you don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Tip of the week, applying two tokens in a turn is fine in some situations. Indom willpower and some team abilities, like those Q ones and the Galactus head one, can absorb any potential pushing damage when you use double power actions, team team prob- probs, and actions. Most add token powers if they're not costed actions. So that's pretty. it's pretty dope. Don't need to be taking a push if you don't absolutely need to. So, And he's got this gif of Thor from Age of Ultron, clearly the best Avengers movie, uh, saying, It's not the best you can do! 
in his in his Australian <laughs> redneck accent that he has. So yeah, right on. Uh, thank you so much, Jedi Legend, for the old the old tipperoni there. Always good to know. Always good to keep that back pocket knowledge going. Moving right along, we have questions from Malcolm Rush. This is Convention Questions Part Two. So let's answer some questions from the man from Japan, shall we? That's in Japan. Japan? No, 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 no. I can't go to Japan. He writes this part. He's asking about Heroclix conventions specifically. If you want to know what his normal convention questions were, go ahead and listen to the second episode of Dial C for conventions. Uh, that is on the same podcast feed. It just has a different name. So maybe you looked at it and you're like, mm, nah, deleted it. If you want to know those conventions, it also gives you a good uh, standard for checking out what uh, convention experience me and Simeon both have. So this is specifically about Heroclix conventions. He said, includes items for maps, cards, relics, objects, figures, blah, 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 etc., etc. Number one is best worst, besides Felix Faust, because he's easily uh, the one to say in both best and worst category, really. Uh, best, worst, and favorite Convention exclusive hero click. Simeon, give me your best worst and favorite. Negating. So it's hard to think of like, oh, and negating Felix Fest. Yeah. It's hard to think like all the way back to uh, like previous ones, but I'm going to say best was Supreme Intelligence. Um, Just the resource aspect of it for like 12 points, you had, you could get like two of like the best powers depending on like which which you clicked it to. And then if your if your game went long enough, you could just eventually click the dial all the way to the point where you had this like 300 point monster that could shoot from anywhere on the map. Um, so that one was pretty crazy. Um, it's also just a really cool sculpt. I'm glad I yeah. finally got one this year. Um, worst, I'm going to say, is the new Ghost Rider. Just mm. because it should be. I'm going to say it. The sculpt is great. The sculpt is like fantastic, and I'm glad that they gave it to us as an actual colossal and not just a single base figure. But for the price, it doesn't do nearly enough on like its card. Um, we've got all these cheap little like 20 point retaliators and like 10 point retaliators and 30 point retaliators. This guy is at minimum a hundred point for his retaliation, and. Not only is his retaliation dialed back, he has to have some a friendly KO'd, or he has to be like the one that's attacked. Mm. So it's way harder to kick his off, and there's other stipulations that make it really rough. He's not protected outwit, so every time I faced one, it goes down like a big hairy elephant. And then my favorite is got to be Dupe, just Tiger on a bike, Easy Rider, Tiger, Ritha Tiger. <laughs> one of my favorite things ever right on except that ghost rider oh see i could have swore he had power cosmic i'm not gonna lie i just looked at him he is not protect that's that's a uh, that's lame anyways moving on to my best versus favorite uh personally the best for me as uh, earthx captain america there's a reason it's not my favorite i consider it the best because it is a really cool sculpt it's got the Skulls shirt, so he's standing on a rock, he's got the cool shield, it was unique at the time. He was the only version of a character from EarthX, which is what I think a convention exclusive should be. It should be an out-of-the-box character who you just don't think is going to get made. Obviously, yes, he was made t- twice, but at the time when he was first made, it took him another two years before they actually made an EarthX set. He beautifully teased the set with, giving, with them giving him the EarthX keyword, uh, whether that was like planned, they were actually going to make a set. Or not. Either way, it was really cool that he had it. 
He had really cool abilities that were kind of unique, being able to take off the uh, 120-something points of action tokens from anyone, anyone on the map. He had the cool uh, taking relics from people. Sadly, that was before, not relics, but uh, objects. Sadly, that was before objects were more saturated in the game than just everywhere. But he had really cool, unique abilities. He was a really cool, unique character, and you really couldn't, put him in any set at the time because he just didn't fit so where should he go convention exclusive which i think is the perfect way to use convention exclusives not as figures that are just like ah we forgot to put him in the set so here you go instead it's a character that doesn't really fit any of the sets and they need to be their own unique thing and so i think like sculpt everything about that makes him the best in my mind worst uh superman and superman slash superman and wonder one they're garbage don't have to explain why and then personal <laughs> favorites uh dupe was on here i freaking love that dupe I own five for a reason. He's cool. It's, it's hard to, to mess the Easy Rider with a Tiger. It's just so fun. He's just hilarious to play. Uh, but also secondary favorite is the uh, Mark Miller run. Matt Miller, Mark, whatever. Some comp fans can get mad at me. The the basically Netflix Daredevil looking Daredevil. Because uh, that's the yeah, only version uh, we have. That's just a little favorite of mine. Cool little 50-point Daredevil. He's got the hoodie, the black like thing, sneakers. He's jumping off a ledge. It's a really cool, dynamic-looking sculpt. The wrapped and fists. I, just, I really enjoy it. Yeah, the wrapped fists. Like just that version of Daredevil is cool. They was way more. He was made more iconic because of the Netflix show. So it's just really awesome seeing him get in. And once again, he's a figure that was like, what set would you have put him in? Like maybe Avengers Defenders War, just because there's a million Daredevils in that set. But still, this one fits uh, his own his own way. Just it's really cool. Next up is best worst favorite uh, non just figure. So it's like a ID card, object, relics, vehicle, etc. Uh, best worst favorite. Go for it, Simeon. So for best, I put the the new Batmobile slash controlled Batmobile and the Harley ID. Um, the Harley ID is super versatile for ID Collins. Most ID Collins are like it's like. Oh, they've got Cyclops on their sideline, so they've got an eight-range Pensai, or they've got Wolverine, so they're going to have like a charge flurry piece that they can call in. But having Harley is like, she can perplex something up by two, she can energy explode and give action tokens, she's just like crazy versatile. Um, so much stuff that she can like choose to do that uh, your opponent might not actually peg her down. Uh, worst, I put the Swamp Thing ID, because... I don't believe there was ever a time where there was a Swamp Thing and his ID were actually uh, not Golden Age. They were uh, oh, where they sure. actually coincided yeah. and they were Having modern a game at the same effect, time. Uh, not actually working is pretty bad. Pretty bad. And in most in most Golden Age games, you're not going to play IDs anyhow. And right. if you were doing like a competitive Golden Age, the best Swamp Thing that you can call in is not something you would ever call in. So the fact that they gave us an ID card, also the fact that Swamp Thing would have like an, like he just gets like a buzz and he like opens up his wallet and like his like uh, <laughs> Justice League like ID is like vibrating. It's like, oh, we need you. And he's like, oh yes, I come when like Justice League calls. I'll get like right out of my swamp, you know? Do you think Swamp Thing has like this really ironic, <clears throat> like just a duck, one of those duct tape wallets? <laughs> Just like yes, <laughs> something we should absolutely not have. All right. I imagine it's just like two pieces of bark that like he can he can suture together and, and then like needs. split apart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then my favorite is the Thanos copter. Oh, that's a good one. 
Thanos Copter is, um, especially if you play it with the Thanos that it comes with, uh, the Thanos Copter, when piloted by Thanos, gives a all opponents a minus two speed and minus two range. And that's real fun. The Thanos Copter itself is not all that intimidating beyond that, but that's enough for me. It, it's pretty right. cool. I think that's another great way to say, like, it's a unique thing. What set would we have put that in? It works really well as a convention exclusive. A funny, stupid Golden Age Thanos with his helicopter. It's just hilarious, and I'm glad they made it. Uh, my personal best boxing ring. Uh, I just think, yeah, dude, it's a boxing ring. It's cool. Like, figures aside, like, yeah, it comes with a freaking version on Muhammad Ali, which is also super dope. But the boxing ring is awesome and kind of a must-have for a lot of folks. So, yeah, boxing ring. A worst worst object that goes – this isn't really – you know, I, I, <laughs> I realize when I wrote this down, it's not an actual convention LE, but under the tab it was. But I wrote Silvermane's head, but that's not an actual uh. <laughs> convention LE. But, like, it is the worst object, don't get me wrong. Uh, but, yeah, it's not a convention LE. So let's just uh, go. Was it worst card? Sure. I was beast. afraid you were going to say surfboard. Not beast. We'll make it Angel. Worst car is going to be Angel. Lame. Lame Colin. Or Surfboard or Bomb. Sure. Make those ones just the worst. Why not? Kind of haphazardly <laughs> did that one. That's on me, guys. Uh, favorite, uh, Kryptonite Ring. Because you know why. And uh, Pin Pocket Tank. Really like the uh, Pocket Tank vehicle. Uh, I think it's really cool. The Pocket Tank plus turning into the normal tank. I just thought that was clever. It was cute. It was a neat idea from the Ant-Man movie. So I really liked that they incorporated that in the game. Number three, best worst favorite Heroclix convention exclusive sculpture, Simeon. Best uh, I had to give to Phoenix Magneto. Um, there, I, I guess Kyle Rayner is also a super cool sculpt, but I just love like the flame effects. I love like the the wispy fires and like all the, like the crazy lightnings and stuff. So I always have to pick stuff like that. Um, also to go with that, uh, Ghost Rider does have one of the best sculpts in the game. Um, giant flaming mammoth is pretty cool. Uh, worst, I had to say the Doomsday um, for what his dial does and what he does. Like he's supposed to be this super intimidating, like slow, like just like hard to take down beast, and his sculpt is just real basic. It's just like him kind of hunched over. Just like normal looking Doomsday, um, even some of like the older Doomsdays that we have, like the one with uh, Superman's cape, like on like the pole, kind of like in like a flag. That one's really cool. Uh, the one where he's in his like containment suit's kind of cool. And so this one's just just kind of bland. And then my personal favorite is Starro. Either one. Uh, I just like the the big tentacle eyeball monster. Oh, yeah, sure. You're missing another tentacle eyeball monster, ahem, in the form of Shumagorath, who's also a really sick one. Uh-huh. With yeah. an eyeball that you could actually move around. Actually move. So. That was such a neat idea. I actually would give him mad props for that. I don't know how many times people would be like, Shuma's looking at you, and like did that. That's pretty cool. I, I really like that they did that. All right. I'm going to go ahead. Wait, did you do your... Yeah, you said it was Shuma. Sorry. Excuse me. Clocking out here. Brain, a little tired. Best, personal favorite uh, sculpture, Giant Man. Uh, like, it's not super, like, crazy in depth, but I just like that it was the uh, Giant Man. Like, it's it's Hank Pym, but it's Scott Lang from Civil War ripping the uh, the airplane wing off. And I just, I really 
dig that that was uh, that like that's how they choose to make it. I think that was really cool. Worst baby Galactus hated uh, hated how small Galactus was. Was excited that we got Zombie Galactus and I thought that was really cool. Hated that he was just little itty bitty baby tiny like little person Galactus. And personal favorite. Uh, the Captain America Punisher. The red, white, and blue Punisher. Really cool. Came out before, around the same time, I think, when I started playing the game. And uh, got it years later, because it was expensive. So, really dig it. It's really just Punisher with a cool paint job. And I thought that was an awesome sculpt. Shooting two guns from the hip. It's pretty dope. Number four. Does WizKids do a good job to make cons special, more special than regular clicks? Why? Simeon. I said, like, usually... Um... They do a pretty good job of making their quote-unquote regular clicks like interesting and cool as well. Um, but for cons, they they usually have uh, not just like interesting sculpts that wouldn't fit into normal sets, but they also throw in additional abilities. There might be like special terrain, or there might be a resource or something like that that they throw in there uh, makes it worth actually having beyond just an interesting sculpt and figure. Um, and they, they also have been using it to flesh out like themes, like sub themes more fully. So we got another bombshell. We got another Avengers 10 million BC. Um, we're getting like another Phoenix force person. So like different stuff like that, where if you have a sub theme that you really like, um, I'm sure that will get another venom, figure or venomized kind of figure as a convention exclusive at some point so if you're really big into symbiotes that'll be another one um and just yeah figures that don't fit into normal sets and they get a they get to like bust something weird out all the time so like i yeah like dupe on a motorcycle probably wouldn't have fit into an x-men set um don't know like where you would have ever fit that into but still really happy that they got it because yeah convention stuff he would have kind of fit in the x-force deadpool in the x-force set just because when it's a deadpool set it's like yeah that's a weird thing that makes that's sense true. why you put it yeah. in you're like that that would have been the only set he would have fit in but of course uh it's been like two years so also, it's totally reasonable i like that, that convention there. stuff is around for an extra year longer I than like that normal like stuff you get you get three years instead of two before it rotates Sometimes it's so terrible and toxic, it's actually retired a year early. <laughs> Weird, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Uh, but no, I kind of agree. I think, for the most part, they do a really good job. Like like I said, I like the figures that feel like, where could you put this? The Gamma Hulk pack. I didn't buy it. Don't care about it. But where would we have put Weapon H, you know, Wolverine, Claw, Hulk, and Weird Squid Head Hulk, you know? Like, there really wasn't a a kind of set like that for them this year that would have fit the theme. I do uh, hate it when they use them to like, Oh, kind of forgot to put X character or couldn't find the room to put X character in this set. So we'll make him a con exclusive. I don't, uh, unless, unless of course they are multi-base figure, in which case it's totally cool. Just like ghost rider. I'd prefer him being a convention exclusive and being a big uh, figure than being, you know, a little, just, just the ghost rider, no mammoth, you know, but fitting in the set, I would hate that. So like, in that yeah. kind of corner case, it's cool. As long as you're going to make them bigger and more cool. But, like, the bombshells and stuff, like, come on. Just, I was, just throw, throw that in Harley Quinn and the Gotham Girls. I really... I was terrified that Ghost Rider was going to be a single base figure sure. with a pog that he spit out. That was, the, like, the mammoth, like a colossal mammoth. 
But in retrospect, yeah. I think whatever that figure might have been would have been better than what we eventually got. Sadly, or like more playable. <laughs> anything, yeah, um, anything that can spit out like a bystander that carries it or can carry like other people. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, same same thing. Kind of along the same thing. Like especially when they use it for unique stuff. The Giant Man pack, super cool, super unique with the tank and Giant Man. Like that is awesome. The boxing ring, very cool. Stuff like that, I absolutely love. Stuff like, you know, the extra kingdom come pieces and the bombshells just because ah, we forgot to put them in this set. I don't care for stuff like that. That's that's the only uh, thing I have with uh, most convention LEs. Number 5, if you can't go to a convention, what's the best way to get those figures? Simeon uh, the best way would be friends or people that are in your playgroup. If they're willing to pick up some extras for you, for like you maybe couple like throw them a couple dollars to like uh, make it easier for them to like fly home with them. Um, Good Samaritans on like Facebook or on HC Realms that are willing to do it for not inflated rates, yeah. or your best friend for getting conventions cheaply is just having lots and lots and lots of patience. If you wait until they're oversaturated, they will eventually drop in price. Um, people win them, and they sell them for less than what they that WizKid sells them for because they, they technically got them for free when they win them. Um, so like there's those kind of things. Uh, and then eventually, if WizKids continues to put stuff up on their convention vault, uh, you should see them on there, but we have no way of knowing if they're actually going to keep doing that or not. Right. Uh, I agree. Same thing. People that are going, like, hey, bro, I can't make it. Can they just pay cost? Here's 20 bucks. Pick me up, whatever. That's really the best way to do it if you have friends that are going. If not, patience is also a great thing, and sometimes you don't have to wait that long. Just this last week, I bought two dupes from Tyler Spies for $28 shipped. Amazing price because dupe costs 20 bucks for one dupe at the convention, and I got two for $14 each. And that, you know, is the shipped price. Like, that's already cheaper than normal dupe. Like, that's just awesome. So, eventually, they'll get a little oversaturated. People are going to get tired of winning them, and they're just going to sell them to get rid of them. And you can get them for a pretty good price. And sometimes it does not even take that long. Number six, what future Heroes with Connollys do you want WizKids to make? Simeon. So I, I always want like Colossals. So I want, uh, I'm really hoping that we get a Galactus that's like old sized Galactus. Um, I'd really like to get a new Apocalypse. Uh, we didn't get one in the set that would have made the most sense to make him in. In like recent memory, uh, I'd really like a 10 million BC Phoenix, um, also as like a colossal if possible. And then I just want I want more non-comic related figures, and I want more stuff that is terrain or can be used as terrain, whether that's like vehicles or figures with like a base that can double as terrain. And then um, number one want I want WWE Hell in a Cell. Ooh, that'd be pretty cool. Just like I could dig it. Instead of putting a boxing ring on the map, some like one of your opponents just like slams this like cage down on it. It's got like actual chains and metal, and it just like rattles. Maybe not that extreme. Uh, no, no, no. Just tear their really, map in be, half. Yeah. Just like yeah, twist it, and the paper just metal, like crumbles uh, under the the weight of the metal. Jeez. 
Um, but yeah, I want uh, probably my my main ones are characters that actually aren't comic book related. I want really weird ones. I want like the Civil Warrior. These are all basically Contest of Champions characters. I want like the Civil Warrior. I want Howard the Duck in his big mech loader thing. I would also love a Howard the Duck movie version of a character with his little cart. If you, if anyone recalls the George Lucas classic uh, Howard the Duck film, uh, he has this little cart that has a ray gun on it or some, 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 something like that. I honestly hurts trying to think about it. He blew up the alien dude with it. Either way, I like that Howard the Duck vehicle or a Howard the Duck mech loader thing that he has in Contest of Champions. I would really dig a Civil Warrior guillotine two pack. Uh, I don't know what it's like trying to get those figures made, um, but we could see what kind of deal they have to strike with either Kabam or whoever to get them made. That'd be awesome. And then I want a cap van that is somewhat similar to the Punisher van, except it needs to have rocket powered, like motorcycle ejector. And like, instead of just ejecting the pilot, you eject the pilot riding the motorcycle and then zoom around that way. Uh, cap had a van in comics for a little bit too. Besides throwing the motorcycle, it was sort of like his home base while he was driving around uh, America for some time, which is pretty cool during the hotline cap years. So I would really dig that. And that's really about it. Uh, Vehicles and non-comic book characters. Just oddball characters that just would not get get made in a comic set. Absolutely. And number seven, any advice to WizKids about Heroclix Con LEs? So my one advice is, uh, so this year at Worlds, they brought out all these older convention stuff that they were like trying to like get rid of and they set them at like really low cost. I'm sure they were still making money off of them, but they were setting them at like way lower cost than what they had sold them in previous years and even what they sell them online. So my best advice is to keep updating your vault. They have, if you are not aware of it, if you go to shop.wizkids.com, you can go to the collections and convention exclusives and then there's some tabs that you can click to just look at Heroclix stuff. And you can buy Supreme Intelligence on there. You can buy Spider-Man and Super is uh, Super Friends. Um, you can buy the Giant Man with the Pim Tocket tank. You can buy the Punisher van. You can buy a bunch of different stuff on there. Uh, but what you can't buy is anything newer than 2017 stuff. And not saying that's a bad thing. But it would be really cool if they kept up with it and if they kept adding stuff as it cycles out, um, especially like the winnables. So just just for my own like peace of mind, it'd be really cool if we got like Superman Prime thrown up on here at some point, like four years down the line or something like that. Uh, whether it would actually happen, probably not. But it'd be really cool. And so... I hope that they they keep up with the the convention vault. That's my right advice. on. Uh, the only advice I have is just like characters I don't care to see anymore. So there's really no need to. Uh, how do I say this? Like I, I really just hate the we forgot X character and X set. So here you go now. Like same thing I said with the bombshells with like Kingdom Come figures, kind of like with Dark Knight Rises Joker. It's like, ah, we didn't really have room for X character, so whatever, make him a Khan Ali. And sometimes they're just not that interesting of a Khan Ali. Uh, same thing like with Lilandra. We couldn't make her in blah, 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 whatever for the WKO, so here you go. And it's like, yeah, but she's lame. I don't want her, you know? Like, don't. It just feels lazy. Or like the KCs that. Yeah. Like KC Casey Orion, where 
no one really asked for that guy. Yeah, Batman animated series, like Static. Like, now we're getting a Static. Like, it was kind of cool, because, like, okay, I get it. You know, Static wasn't part of, you know, that show, so you had to make him separately. That's neat, but then we're just getting a Static as Justice League Unlimited, so it just kind of, like, seems a little pointless getting a Static Shock then. Like, I, I love Static Shock. I think he's awesome, but still why you know it's like it's kind of like kind of like that it's just like i don't really don't care for that it feels like we wasted a you know a slot or for for a character really so and that brings malcolm rush's questions to a close thank you once again malcolm for sending those in we always appreciate it and that really is it for our show this week as a reminder Dial H Heroclix, you can find us on Twitter at Dial H4. That's the number four Heroclix. Facebook.com, Facebook.com slash Dial Heroclix. We upload all these podcasts. And, you know, sometimes we do fun videos on the YouTube channel from time to time. It's YouTube.com slash Dial H Heroclix. Check us out at Podbean, iTunes, or whatever you're listening to this on. Uh, so, absolutely, please enjoy. Leave us a review if you want to on iTunes. It's pretty hard to track who actually listens on iTunes. There's no easy way to go about that. So if you leave a review, that is super huge and very helpful. And Simeon, you want to go ahead and read us out of here? Yes, I do. Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Happy trails.